0: Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 323 of our journey. Paul's letter to the Romans was written before Paul had the opportunity to visit Rome. In the letter, Paul lays out the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness. He begins his letter by making it clear that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are equal in the way we approach God. Those who are circumcised under the law are no better than those who are not. For all of us have sinned and are condemned to death. God will justify both the Jew and the Gentile by faith alone. Join me in Romans 1 through 3 as Paul lays the foundation and need for our salvation. Romans 1 From Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. This gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, who was a descendant of David with reference to the flesh, who was appointed the Son of God in power, according to the Holy Spirit, by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Him we have received grace and our apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles on behalf of His name. You also are among them, called to belong to Jesus Christ, To all those loved by God in Rome, called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed throughout the whole world. For God, whom I serve in my spirit by preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness that I continually remember you, and I always ask in my prayers, if perhaps now at last I may succeed in visiting you according to the will of God. For I long to see you, so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually comforted by one another's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I often intended to come to you, and was prevented until now, so that I may have some fruit even among you, just as I already have among the rest of the Gentiles. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Thus I am eager also to preach the gospel to you, Who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith, just as it is written, The righteous by faith will live. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth by their unrighteousness, because what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, because they are understood through what has been made. So people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or give him thanks, but they became futile in their thoughts and their senseless hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for an image resembling mortal human beings or birds or four-footed animals or reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the desires of their hearts to impurity, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creation rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged the natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. And likewise the men also abandoned natural relations with women, and were inflamed in their passions for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do what should not be done. They are filled with every kind of unrighteousness, wickedness, covetousness, malice. They are rife with envy, Murder, strife, deceit, hostility. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, contrivers of all sorts of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, covenant breakers, heartless, ruthless. Although they fully know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but also approve of those who practice them. Romans 2 Therefore you are without excuse, whoever you are, when you judge someone else. For on whatever grounds you judge another, you condemn yourself, because you who judge practice the same things. Now we know that God's judgment is in accordance with truth Against those who practice such things. And do you think, whoever you are, when you judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourselves, that you will escape God's judgment? Or do you have contempt for the wealth of His kindness, forbearance, and patience, and yet do not know that God's kindness leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourselves in the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment is revealed. He will reward each one according to his works, eternal life to those who by perseverance in good works seek glory and honor and immortality, but wrath and anger to those who live in selfish ambition and do not obey the truth but follow unrighteousness. There will be affliction and distress on everyone who does evil, on the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, for the Jew first and also the Greek. For there is no partiality with God, for all who have sinned apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous before God, but those who do the law will be declared righteous. For whenever the Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature the things required by the law, these who do not have the law are a law to themselves. They show that the work of the law is written in their hearts, as their conscience bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or else defend them on the day when God will judge the secrets of human hearts, according to my gospel through Christ Jesus. But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast of your relationship to God and know His will and approve the superior things because you receive instruction from the law, and if you are convinced that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an educator of the senseless, a teacher of little children, because you have in the law the essential features of knowledge and of the truth. Therefore, you who teach someone else, do you teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who tell others not to commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law dishonor God by transgressing the law. For just as it is written, the name of God is being blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision has its value if you practice the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcised man obeys the righteous requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? The physically uncircumcised man, by keeping the law, will judge you to be the transgressor of the law, even though you have the letter and circumcision. For a person is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision something that is outward in the flesh. But someone is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart by the Spirit, and not by the letter. The person's praise is not from people, but from God. Romans 3 Therefore, what advantage does the Jew have, or what is the value of circumcision? Actually, there are many advantages. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What then? If some did not believe, does their unbelief nullify the faithfulness of God? Absolutely not. Let God be proven true, and every human being shown up as a liar, just as it is written, so that you will be justified in your words, and will prevail when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is he? I am speaking in human terms. Absolutely not. For otherwise, how could God judge the world? For if by my lie the truth of God enhances his glory, why am I still actually being judged as a sinner? And why not say, Let us do evil so that good may come of it, as some who slander us allege that we say, their condemnation is deserved. What then? Are we better off? Certainly not, for we have already charged that Jews and Greeks alike are all under sin, just as it is written, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. Together they have become worthless. There is no one who shows kindness not even one. Their throats are open graves. They deceive with their tongues. The poison of asps is under their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery are in their paths, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For no one is declared righteous before him by the works of the law. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God, although it is attested by the law and the prophets, Has been disclosed, namely, the righteousness of God through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But they are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God publicly displayed Him at His death as the mercy seat accessible through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, because God in his forbearance has passed over the sins previously committed. This was also to demonstrate his righteousness in the present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who lives because of Jesus' faithfulness. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what principle? Of works? No, but by the principle of faith. For we consider that a person is declared righteous by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles too? Yes, of the Gentiles too. Since God is one, he will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then nullify the law through faith? Absolutely not. Instead, we uphold the law. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devotedtoscripture at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible. Knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.